Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to MustReadAlaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Welcome, everybody, to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, John Quick, coming to you live from somewhere in Alaska. I hope everybody had a phenomenal weekend, and I hope everybody's going to have an awesome weekend. It's a little less chilly. I know that in Anchorage in the last week, they've experienced some negative 30-degree temperatures. We've had some negative 20 where I live, but hopefully it'll warm up here this week. I want to thank everybody that listens, watches, and reads Must Read Alaska. Um, if you want to help keep the lights on here, just go to mustreadalaska.com. On the right-hand side, there's a little donate button. Every $5, $10, $100 helps keep the lights on. If you want to sponsor the Must Read Alaska show, email me, John J-O-H-N, at mustreadalaska.com. But without further ado, we have an awesome guest today, Alyssa Musto. She was a runner-up in the Miss America pageant, one of the runner-ups in the Miss America pageant a while back. She is a professional musician. She travels the globe singing on cruise ships in a professional manner. It's very, very awesome. It's very, it's going to be awesome to hear from her. So welcome to the uh, Must Read Alaska show, Alyssa. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm super excited that you're on. There's tons of cruise ships that come to Alaska. So I think it's it'll be fun for folks to hear from you. But first, before we dive into that, tell me about what got you started in music in the first place. There's lots of people that want to do music profession even there's very few that are actually doing it so what gave you that first love of music well my dad was a professional pianist and i grew up with music in the house i actually used to sit by the door when he would be going to work and i had this garage sale guitar and i would beg him to come you know to let me go to work with him <laughs> i would say please let me go you know like every kid wants to go to work with their parents and my dad just happened to be a musician and he told me well if you learn how to play an instrument or you learn how to sing or something, then someday you'll be able to. And by the time I was almost five years old, I was taking piano lessons. I, I really took to it. And, you know, I, I tell people I had the piano teacher living with me. So I had such an advantage there. And my dad and I worked together on it, you know, pretty much throughout my entire childhood. And it was uh, it was very full circle because later on we have been able to do a lot of shows together and uh, we performed together. So he really inspired that initial love for music and has supported me with it ever since. That's awesome. So there was probably a point in your life where you thought to yourself, I could do this for a living, like as opposed to just learn it and have it be a hobby. Take me back to that moment where you thought, man, I could really do this for a living. Definitely. Well, I think having family members that were professional musicians, I saw it, you know, in real time that this is actually a plausible career path that people have. This is not just some, you know, crazy idea, crazy dream that I knew people who were actually doing it. But growing up in that environment, you actually see both sides of what can be a very rewarding career path, but also very challenging and, and untraditional. So, you know, there was a time in my life that I thought, you know, maybe I don't want to go into this. I always performed. I always love doing it, but maybe this is not what I want to dedicate my life to. And I got to be honest with you, you know, the grass is always greener and you don't quite realize how good you have it and uh, and how awesome something is until you go try to do something else. So I think <laughs> yeah. the real moment for me was 
going and I studied something completely different in college. I went to school for government. Um, I had a lot of friends right outside of were struggling to find jobs that were, you know, going back to school, that were doing things they didn't really, really love to do. And I'm like, wait a second, I have this passion and this love for music that I've carried with me my entire life. Why am I selling myself short and not just going towards what I know and what I love? And, uh, you know, at that point, it seemed like a no brainer because I know it sounds cliche, but when you do what you love to do, you don't really work a day in your life. Yeah, it's your every day is awesome when you're doing what you love doing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So do you think, you know, back in the day, not that I'm an expert by any means, but, you know, you'd have to get a record label and you'd have to like, you know, do that kind of things. Now we have social media and we have people can put their own music on iTunes and those kinds of things. Do you think there's a benefit to folks that are maybe wanting to do this today because we have some of these tools that people didn't have in, you know, the 80s, 90s and early 2000s? industry because if you don't have a background with performing or with music um you don't have those connections then you can put yourself out there and you can reach an audience however it's also made the market so overcrowded and so overpopulated like everybody can be a musician now everybody can record things on their computer and put it online you know um and i've kind of seen that across all art forms you know it's uh, everybody just like feels like they can do it. And I think it becomes very difficult to separate the white noise from the people who are actually talented and dedicated and pursuing it. Um, I would say that for people who want to get a head start, who want to find the ways to pursue that and, you know, that the resources are there, but you definitely have to put in the work and the time. And I would say, even more so because you have so much more competition that you're that you're competing against. Yeah. So you were, I think, in 2016, you were Miss Massachusetts, and then you went on to be one of the finalists, I think, in Miss America. How has that yes. experience shaped what you're doing today? That's a really great question. A lot of people assume that because I'm a performer, I grew up doing pageants, and that could not be further from the truth. I found out about the Miss America organization when I was in college. It was a scholarship organization. It was a way for me to go on stage and play classical music, which is not something I really get to do in my career as a, you know, pop and top 40 musician and artist. So it was uh it was such a whirlwind to be on that national stage and to have the attention and and to experience things at, you know, I was 21 years old that not many 21 year olds get to do and be put in rooms that not many 21 year olds get to be put in. And, uh, you know, it was, it was very humbling. And I I think the best experience that I got from that was just knowing that sometimes you're not ready for a situation, or sometimes you feel like you're not good enough, or you're not smart enough, or you're not prepared enough, but you're capable of more than you, you think you are. And you just have to sort of fake it till you make it. And, you know, you do deserve to be in those rooms. You do deserve to be receiving those accomplishments and those those accolades. And you just uh, you have to believe in yourself and and have that sort of you know confidence and and poise. And you know that's that's how you get people behind you. That's awesome. So, um, you do you write your own stuff and walk me through what does it look like to write your own stuff? A lot of people have their own process. Is it um, 
you sitting in a room with a pen and a piece of paper or is it different for every song? What does your creative process kind of look like when you're doing your own music? Well, I have one of the most wildest cases of ADHD that you can imagine. <laughs> so there's ideas popping around in my head, floating around all day long. And, you know, I can be at the gym or just taking a walk or, you know, getting ready for a show and these ideas will pop in my head and uh, I'll just take random voice memos or write stuff down and I'll collect these, you know, this, this big bag of thoughts and ideas. And uh, whether that's a lyric line, whether that's, you know, a cool melody or a cool part that I come up with. And then when I sit down at the piano and I have all these little tidbits of ideas, it's kind of like a puzzle, putting them all together and saying, okay, this, I like this concept. How can I expand on this? Um, so I have some things to start off with. I have like some starting points that I then expand on. Nice. So now you are um, a professional musician on a cruise ship. Paint folks a picture of what does that look like? What's your day look like? What's your week yes. look like? I think that, that's, that's very intriguing. Uh, it's a very interesting job. And I think folks will be uh, intrigued to hear about it. Well, you know, I was I was particularly excited when you reached out because I got to spend two summers in Alaska. Nice. And, uh, and that's because of, you know, the cruise ship industry. And uh, Alaska is one of the biggest itineraries that people like to go on to. And cruise work is only part of what I do. I do perform in resorts and hotels, casinos, venues around the country. But being on a cruise ship is really awesome. I always say I'm on a paid vacation because I get to perform for audiences all over the world and they're just happy to be here. You know, the people here are on vacation. <laughs> they appreciate live music. They have so many great options that can be on board, but they want to come to my show. And it's a really great environment to be in as a performer because any independent artist will tell you, you know, we've played those hostile rooms where people are not really paying attention or they're heckling or they, you know, would rather watch what's going on on TV. But uh, from a musician standpoint, it's such a great audience. And people say, you know, do, do you have to do other jobs do you have to do? No, when I'm not performing, I am like a guest on board. I get to go to the ports during the day and explore so many new great places. I get to eat at the restaurants, go to the gym. Um, it is a little different, you know, living here as opposed to being on vacation. If I was on vacation, I'd eat ice cream every single day. So uh, <laughs> you have to you have to have some sort of routine so you don't feel like you're just going crazy, uh, you know, living on vacation. But it is a very relaxing atmosphere, you know, no cooking, cleaning, no sitting in traffic, no grocery shopping, all those little things that kind of drive you crazy at home. Uh, they don't exist here, and it gives me a lot of time to practice and to work on my craft uh, in addition to performing. That's awesome. So who's somebody that's been inspiring to you? You've done a lot with your career um, and probably have much more to do, but who's somebody that you've looked up to and has inspired you through the um, through your work? My biggest musical influence has always been Bruce Springsteen, and that is surprising to a lot of people. Uh, because he's obviously, you know, not my of my generation, but I've my dad was a huge Bruce Springsteen fan and we listened to his music growing up. But I love that he wasn't just a great musician or a great artist, a great he goes on stage and he has this electricity on a show for hours and hours. 
fans. And that's really what makes people a Bruce Dean fan. You know, any of the fans will tell you his live shows really is really what separates him from other artists. And I think as a songwriter, he is original and he tells a story with his music. You know, his voice wouldn't necessarily fit all genres of music. It's unique. And I like to consider myself having a unique voice as well, but it works perfectly for the type of music that he sings and, and the type of music that he writes. So that's something I've always thought is very admirable and, and I've looked up to in my own career. That's awesome. So what's next for you? Do you have an album coming out, a single coming out? Are you going to work on a project? What's kind of uh, next on your horizon? That's a really great question. I'm always working on new original music. In fact, I have a big logbook of original music that needs to be recorded. Um, it's it's kind of crazy because after COVID, live music has picked up in a way that I think you know is outdoing pre pre COVID uh, commitments because everybody wants to go back to live music. Everybody wants to be you know have have performers and. You know, it, it's, I guess, a real first world problem to have, but I am booked and booked and nice. booked and booked. And every time I say, oh, I'm going to take some time off, you know, other stuff comes in and it's it's gr a great problem to have, you know. Um, but I have not had the same sort of time that I've wanted to, to, to really put aside and record those songs. So uh, hopefully this year I'll get a little time off to go and uh, to record, you know, the music that I've written and, and been putting off recording but i mean uh at this point i'm already you know working on shows for for next year so it's uh when i get that time off then then it would be you know great to do that that's awesome so what kind of advice would you give folks there's going to be people listening in maybe college kids or maybe even just normal adult adults like ourselves that haven't followed their dreams or maybe they're thinking man i can't i can't do this or it's too hard or whatever you know, you've had to put a lot of work into getting to where you're at today. What's some advice you'd give folks that are on the brink of maybe following their dreams? Well, I would say, you know, everything in, in life is hard. You just have to pick your heart. You know, it would be hard for me to to wake up every day and, you know, put on a uniform or a suit and go sit in traffic. And that, you know, that's hard. But it's also hard practicing your craft and, and pursuing, you know, your music. So it's uh, you pick your heart. And a lot of people look at things now like it's so black and white that I either have to be pursuing my dreams or I have my job or, you know, you don't have to go all in or, you know, start practicing a little bit more. Start putting together a reel, even if you dedicate one or two hours a day to it, that you would be watching Netflix, that you'd be doing something else. That's a start. Because at the end of the week, you know, that's 10, 12 hours that actually starts making tangible differences. And at the course of a month, you know, that's that's several days worth of work that you've put into your craft. So I would say start small and everyone has to start somewhere. It's uncomfortable getting that ball rolling and it's not going to be pretty in the beginning. But by doing it over and over and over again and, and working and starting to build something that's better than nothing. Amen to that. So um, where can people find you on social and music that you have out? Give us all those details. You can find me on social media, all the platforms under my name. It's Alyssa Musto, A-L-I-S-S-A. -S and you can also find my music on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, uh, wherever you listen to music. 
Nice. Well, it was a pleasure having you on. We wish you nothing but success here from us through Alaska. Any last minute thoughts before we head out? The floor is yours. I just want to say, yeah, thank you for having me. And, it, you know, it's so in, important that creatives like us stick together and, um, you know, promote each other's work. And collaboration really is the key to creativity. And uh, I think we need it now in this world more than ever with all the crazy stuff going on. It's it's so refreshing to see other people lifting people up and uh, supporting each other's projects and crafts. So I just want to say thank you very much for having me on. Awesome. Well, folks listening in, I want to encourage you to go check out um, Alyssa's stuff on Instagram and all of her music. Go buy some of her songs. And uh, for folks that are listening, watching, and reading Must Read Alaska, and you like what you hear, if you want to help keep the lights on here, just go to mustreadalaska.com. On the right-hand side, there's a little donate button. And if you want to sponsor the Must Read Alaska show, email me, John J-O-H-N, at mustreadalaska.com. And Alyssa, thank you so much for joining us again. And again, we wish you nothing but success for Must Read Alaska. I'm sure tons of folks will go check you out. And until next time, I'm John Quick from somewhere.